0: Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires, known and from you, no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord amen The Lord be with you. And be. Let us pray. Lord of all power and might, who art the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of thy holy name. Increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and bring forth in us the fruit of good works through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: My reading is from Deuteronomy. Moses said, And now, O Israel, give heed to the statutes and ordinances which I teach you, and do them, that you may live and go in and take possession of the land which the Lord, the God your fathers, gives you. <clears throat> Ye shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take away from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Keep them and do them, for they will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the people, who when they hear all the statutes will say, surely this great nation is a wise, understanding people. For what great nation is there that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? And what great nation is there that has statutes and ordinances so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? Only take heed and keep your souls Diligently, lest you forget the things which your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. The word of the Lord.
2: A reading from James Every good endowment and every every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be kind we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Know this, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not work the, righteous gifts of, uh, the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rank growth of wickedness, and, deceive with, uh, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls." But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who observes his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away, and at once he forgets what he was like. But he, but he looks into he who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer that forgets, but a doer that acts, he shall be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious, but does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this man's religion is vain. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unsustained from the word, world, the word of the Lord.
0: be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and the Savior Jesus Christ according to Saint Mark. Glory to you Lord Christ. Now when the Pharisees gathered together to Jesus with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, observing the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they purify themselves. And there were many other traditions which they observe, the washing of cups and pots and vessels of bronze. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with hands defiled? And He said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold fast the tradition of men. And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a man which by going into him can defile him, but the things which come out of a man are what defile him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, fornication, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a man. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, what comes out of a man is what defiles a man. This morning, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, I want us to consider the idea of intention. And when considering intention, I can't help but think of the first time I ever really considered the word intention as such. And it happened to be when I was a very young man back in high school. More precisely, I was a sophomore in high school. And it happened that my sophomore year, I was asked to a formal leadout or cotillion event by a young lady. Now, I reckon these are pretty common in Southern life, although to my mind, they're a bit strange. But for those of you who are not aware or who have never been asked to or heard of a formal leadout, once a year, young ladies ask young gentlemen out for an evening of formality and public spectacle these ladies and gentlemen get dressed up. They have a thousand pictures taken of them and of their friends and of their parents all dressed up in their best clothing. Now after all the pictures are taken and after the parents and friends have oohed and awed, the evening moves to its most awkward point. Going to an event hall, in my case, it was a temple theater in Meridian, with hundreds of people seated and ready in the audience with the young ladies and young gentlemen looking their best, standing in line and taking turns walking across the stage while everybody claps. And then, in another fine Southern tradition, after all the formalities are over and done, there's an after party. So anyway, when I was in 10th grade, I was very kindly asked and despite my better judgment, obliged. The evening came and I went to pick up my date, dressed in my tuxedo, hair, when I had it, combed perfectly. And I was looking as presentable as humanly possible. A gentleman's gentleman. In yet another fine and honorable southern tradition, my date for the evening was not quite ready to go when I arrived. And there were pre-lead-out pictures to be taken, and everyone had to look at us and admire how nice we looked. Now with all these fine and honorable Southern traditions stacking up one upon another, I found myself suddenly the main character in a John Hughes film, sitting in a study, dressed formally, feeling awkward, and having a very forced conversation with the father of my date. Or rather, it was not a conversation at all, I should say I was being questioned by the father of my date while my actual date was in the back of the house putting the finishing touches on her accoutrement. Her dad was very direct and did not fancy at all the idea of his 10th grade daughter going on a date of any kind, even if it was she who had asked me. As we sat in the study in awkward silence, he spoke. Just what, young man, are your intentions with my daughter? Excuse me sir said I just what are your intentions with my daughter? Now only being in 10th grade I had no idea that one could have intentions and I really had no idea what intentions were much less what my intentions were for our date. So. Thinking as quickly as I could, I said, Oh, 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 sir, to have a nice evening, to try not to trip as we walk across the stage. He showed not even the slightest of smiles. And now that I have a daughter and I'm a bit more wizened, now that I am already dreading the day the first young man comes to our house to take my own daughter on her first date, I can hear myself saying those same words So, young man, What are your intentions for my daughter? (laughs) Intention. They say the road to hell is paved with them. And intention is what this gospel lesson this morning is all about. All these evil things come from within. They defile a man. Now, it's been my experience that intention is the meaning behind what we do or what we mean to do, even. I meant to mow the yard today. I had good intentions, but it was too hot. I intended to take out the garbage this morning, I promise, I just forgot. But intention, not as understood as a quip or a thought behind something, as understood in Christian thought, it's a little different. First, it is an act of the will. Intention is a part of the faculty of choice meaning we human beings have the ability to choose good or to choose evil, and intention is a part of that process of choosing. Intention is first choosing good or choosing evil, choosing God or choosing self. With that choice the human soul, our souls, in an effective manner desire to reach an end by employing means. It's very heavy talk, but that is to say We concentrate our will and have resolve that is lacking in my statement. I meant to take out the trash. I had good intentions. If you lack resolve, you lack intentions. When thinking about intentions faithfully, intentions are more than a thought or a desire. It is thought coupled with resolve or action. So intention is a choice in the energy or desire or resolve to do something and that something is either good or evil. For as our Savior this morning tells us, that is what comes out of the heart. Now to take this point a bit more clearly, let's look at something that is vigorously contested in our Southern tradition, alcohol. St. Augustine of Hippo, one of the greatest minds of the church, who was universally loved, evangelical, Catholic alike, said something to the effect that nothing in and of itself is either good or bad nothing in and of itself is either good or bad but it's how we use it it is what our intention is so if we consume alcohol there are some questions that must be asked there's an examination of the soul that must occur to determine and clarify our true intentions do we follow the laws of a just government do we follow the laws of our church that say we're not to drink beyond our ability to reason or to impair our ability to reason. Do we endanger ourselves or others? Do we consume alcohol to escape from crises? It goes on and on. One of my favorite persons when thinking about this was a fellow by the name of Noah S. Soggy Sweat. He was a sometime Mississippi legislator And he summed up St. Augustine's idea of intentions very nicely during the Prohibition debate in 1952. And I'll quote, this is a rather long quote, but I think it's worth it. Sagi says, this is how I feel about whiskey. If when you say whiskey, you mean the devil's brew, the poison scourge, the bloody monster that defiles innocence, dethrones reason, destroys the home, creates misery and poverty, yea, literally takes the bread from the mouths of children. If you mean the evil drink that topples the Christian man and woman from the pinnacle of righteousness, gracious living into the bottomless pit of degradation and despair and shame and helplessness and hopelessness, then I am certainly against it. But. If when you say whiskey, you mean the oil of conversation, the philosophic wine, the ale that is consumed when good fellows get together, that puts a song in their hearts and laughter on their lips, and the warm glow of contentment in their eyes, if you mean the Christmas cheer, if you mean the stimulating drink that puts the spring in the old gentleman's step on a frosty, crisp morning, if you mean the drink which enables a man to magnify his joy and his happiness and to forget, if only for a little while, life's great tragedies and heartaches and sorrows, then certainly I am for it. Now, it's this sort of process that determines intention. In performing the sort of faithful examination of consciousness, holding up the desire and exercise of the will against the faith of the church in Jesus Christ, we can more fully realize intention. And at the same time, the same examination of intention should be used for each and every one of our actions, not left only to prohibition discussions, but each and every one of our actions. For that is the only method in which we come to discern whether or not we are doing the will of God. What is our intention? Now I have throughout the course of my life done many things for the wrong reason. It might have been good and noble in effect, might have even advanced the kingdom of God, but my heart was in another place. My intention was not noble and pure. I've also done things throughout the course of my life in which I tried to convince myself were good and noble, were of God, but my true intention was selfish, was evil, if you will. And that is the sort of stuff that defiles us. That is what is evil. It's not so much whether we take a sip of drink or not, it's whether or not our intention is to give glory and honor to God Almighty or not. For a while if we desire, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, we might be able to get away with saying our intentions are pure and noble, while in our hearts we desire only to please ourselves. While we might get away for that for a while, we cannot trick, we cannot pull the wool over God, over the eyes of our Father in heaven. He knows our intention. He knows what is in our heart. So even if we can fool others, brothers and sisters, even if we can fool ourselves, we cannot fool God. It's the same with others. If we cannot know for certain their intentions either. For while they may have concentrated their desire to honor God, while they may have thought about their intention and, dis- and discerned it true, they might not have the faculties to make it good. While it might be their greatest desire to work to the end of pleasing God, they might not have the means to accomplish the task. And only God knows for certain. We are not to judge the hearts of others. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, take to heart the importance of intention. Work on the process of examining your soul, learning how to do it each and every day over and over again. It takes practice, it takes dedication to be able to do so in each and every instance, to go through the process of determining and altering if necessary intentions. Are they to the glory of God or are they of something else? In the end, God knows what comes from your heart. It cannot be hidden. So while you can fool others with great speeches or say that you are a Christian while not having the resolve or the desire to do good, God knows what it is that comes from a person's heart. God knows that what comes from a person's heart is what defiles a person. So let our intentions be noble, brothers and sisters, and our hearts be pure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God,
3: Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, Lord, in your mercy, bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours. Grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our we commend to your mercy all who have died, especially Ed Round, that your will for them may be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. For your handmaids with child, especially Elizabeth Hancock and Jennifer Malone. And for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Andy Barwick, Avery Fontaine, Marcia Holliday, Katie Palmer, Luke Peavy, Matthew Rich, and Wyatt Welch. And for those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Warren and Joy now. And for those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit especially Adolf Autumn, Kay Anderson, Donna Applewhite, John Barnett, Mike Blanford, Beth Boykin, Jean Bullock, James Ray Bush, Lucas araldo Mary Kraft, Bill Devers, Ethan Estes, Sean Eubanks, Linda Fontenot, Grace Gollett, Michael Gibson, Kathleen Graham, Jane Pilgrim-Pillagu, Gary Harrell, Al Hedrick, Bill Hersom, Leroy Jensen, Lynn Jenkins-Lindsey, Pat Killen, Mary Lou Watt, Della McAllister, Josie McDaniel, Faye McGinnis, Jean Miller, Mike Mink. Austin Morgan, Mara Murray, Adra Pruitt, Jenny Lu Quang, Katherine Rich, Ashley Rogers, Mary Rutledge, Diane Scott, Don Smith, Ella Smith, Wendy Sneed, Carolyn Ruth Stansel, Deputy Tawny Stills, Joyce Thames, Bradley Touchstone, Martha Taylor, Roger Ulmer, Susan Vetter, Mary Wade, Shirley Waldrop, Dan Walters, Donna and Milton Wheeler, Erlene Wright, and Lisa Orell. For all who suffer from chronic illnesses and for those we now name. for the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balsasar, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Butler, Michael Cahill, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jane Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamalo, Walton Lucky, calvin powell howard russell michael thomas joe Vincent, james warner mark waters and wyatt welch o lord jesus
0: christ who didst pray for thy disciples that they might be one even as thou art one with the father draw us to thyself that in common love and obedience to Thee we may be united to one another in the fellowship of the one Spirit, that the world may believe that Thou art Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to St. John's on this Labor Day Sunday. We can tell it's a a Labor Day day today. There are plenty of seats for for everybody today. Uh, A a few announcements upcoming. Uh, Please note that we've changed the time of morning prayer. Morning prayer, or matins, now begins at 810 in the chapel. Uh, So it's perfect if you've dropped your child off and want to come pray before you start your day, drop your child from school, or want to go exercise. Uh, It only takes about 15 minutes, or uh, if you'd like to stop by the chapel before you start your day, it's a great way to do so. That's Monday through Friday at 8.10 in the chapel. Our Wednesday Eucharist is back uh, on track, so we'll have Eucharist this week uh, with unction beginning at 12.05. Uh, ECW, please mark your calendar for that. We're kicking that back up for the fall. That will be September 24th, noon in the parish hall. Uh, And then uh, finally, I want to remind EYC, the Episcopal Young Churchmen or whatever that is now, uh, has started back up as well. And we are in need of families to to, uh, feed us or cook for us. Uh, And there's a sign-up sheet on the hall in the sacristy hallway. I think there's been three Sundays taken for this year. So there are plenty of opportunities to sign up. And uh, if you want to support the youth of our parish, that's a great way to do so. Uh, So again, everyone, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord the honor I oh, would somebody tonight, Catherine said. So if you want to do it and you're just dying to do it, tonight's a great night. So see Catherine or myself after the service. Welcome. Ascribe to the Lord the honor, do his name, bring offerings and come into his courts. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for His many, many blessings upon our lives, asking especially this day that we may have the grace and the wisdom to understand completely intention. We also give thanks to God this day for those whose labor has been for the greater good and made an impact on civilization and society as we know it. We remember them and hold up the labor for good to God. We ask special intentions this day for those who are without labor, without work. May God's hand be a blessing upon them, and may we do our best to provide people with work. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. Amen. covering Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, Peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen.